The message you're about to hear is a production of the Word and Sound Ministry of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Throne of Grace, Richmond Hill. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. God bless you as you listen to the transforming and inspiring Word of God. Changing levels. You are changing levels. Uh, some of you are not excited, excited as if you are changing levels. Oh, you are moving with the speed of the Holy Ghost. It's a new level. It's a new level. Tell your neighbor it's a new level. Tell the next person I'll see you at the next level. Oh, Father, we thank you. We thank you for the speed of the Holy Ghost. Thank you for this new level. We thank you for this new level. We thank you for this new level. Accept our thanks and our praise. In the mighty name of Jesus. Matthew 18, 19. Please don't be seated yet. We are going to be praying. And I like Matthew 18, 19 because... It gives us a foundation for what God can do when two people agree together. The Bible says that if any two of you agree on earth, in other words, agree here in church, as concerning anything that they ask, it says it shall be done by the Father who is in heaven. Um, we know we're waiting on the Lord. But that, that just goes to tell that, look, if we agree as concerning anything, anything, it will be done by a father who is in heaven. So we're going to agree tonight, or this morning. We're going to agree this morning. It's concerning some specific things. Two or three things, and then we take our seats. Two or three things. Our text for the year is, we know, the Bible says it will make a way in the wilderness. And rivers in the desert. In other words, he will make the impossible things happen. I'd like you to grab somebody in agreement. You're going to say, Father, concerning my friend, concerning my brother or my sister, Lord, do the impossible in their life this year. In the mighty name of Jesus, lift up your voice and talk to God. If you're online, agree with someone. Do the impossible in their lives. Do the impossible in our lives. Lord, you said you will make a way where there seems to be no way. You said you will do a new thing. We lift up ourselves unto you this morning. In the name that's above every name, we are asking that God, you will do a new thing. Make the impossible possible. In the mighty name of Jesus, every impossibility in our lives. We are asking the Lord in the name that's above every name. Change the stories. 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 Let every impossible thing become possible in the mighty name of Jesus. You can do the impossible. We receive the manifestation of the impossible. Malagayanda yo shayaya, megla dada bazatoli yada bazataria, kela dada bazotoli yada dabaya, kela prododo bazokotoli yada dabaya. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. You are still going to pray for the person you are holding. You're going to say, Father, before the end of this year, give them a mouth-watering life-changing testimony in the name of Jesus. Lepers and before the end of this year, starting now, give everyone under the sound of my voice, everyone in this auditorium, everyone watching online, a mouth-watering, life-changing testimony of God. What no eyes have seen, what no ears have heard, what has not entered into the house of man? We receive it. 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 
We receive it. A change of story. A change of destiny. A change of life. So you praise unto your glory. We thank you. We thank you. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. You are still going to pray. The Bible says this for today, the focus of our prayer and fasting is for our children. It's for our children. But the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 49 and verse 25, the latter part of it, it says, I will contend with those that contend against thee. He said, I will save your children. The Bible says in Joshua, it says, I and my household shall be saved. Friends, there are things contending for the souls, the destinies of our younger ones, our children. We're going to lift up our voice to God, our Father. Every child in throne of grace shall be saved. In the mighty name of Jesus, everything contending with them, Father, contend. Lift up your voice, say, Father. Every child in our household shall be saved. Lift up your voice and talk to God. Every child, every boy, every girl, every young adult, every teenager, everyone connected to Rosa, Kaliabos, and in our household shall be saved. Lego we declare that in the name that's above every name, we receive salvation for every single one. In the name of Jesus. Contend therefore, O God, with everyone contending with their destinies. Save our children. Save our children. To your praise. And to your glory. We thank you, our Father. We thank you, our Father. In Jesus' Mighty name we pray. Isaiah 54, we're still praying for our children. Verse 13. The Bible says, All our children will be taught of God. Isaiah 54, 13. All our children will be taught of the Lord. He said, Great shall be their peace. Great shall be their peace. In the first scripture that King Eddie read, he says, our children are mighty in the land. In other words, our children will be for signs and wonders in this land. You're going to lift up your voice. You're going to say, Father, all our children shall be mighty in this land. And great shall be their peace. Lift up your voice and talk to God today. Concerning your children, concerning every child, in throne of grace, all our children are taught of the Lord. They are mighty in the land. They are successful in the land. They are equipped for the land. They are treasured in the land. They are for signs and wonders in the land. Great shall be their peace. Everything that will tend to steal, take away their peace. We come against this morning in the name of Jesus. Oh, teach them your ways. Teach them to love you. Teach them to serve you. Teach them to fulfill purpose. Teach them, oh God, in accordance with your will and counsel for their lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Two more prayer points and we take our seats. Bible says in Isaiah chapter 65, and verse 23, Isaiah 65, verse 23. It says, they will not labor in vain. Nor will they bear children doomed to misfortune. For they will be a people blessed by the Lord. He said, and their descendants with them. And their descendants with them. And their descendants with them. Friends, there are ch some children that God has given to us that we need a touch of God over their lives. 
We need a touch of God over the last. Some of them, God need to hasten their developmental process. God need to touch them specially. Some of them need to be talking. Some of them need the hand of God to just do a creative miracle over their lives. Friends, scripture says we will not bring forth in vain. You're going to lift up your voice. You're going to say, Father, every child in throne of grace that you need to fast in their developmental process. Lord, touch them right now. Lift up your voice and talk to God. Touch them right now. We lift up every child in throne of grace. Whose developmental process needs to be hastened. We pray today you are the God that heals. You are the God that recreates. Recreate. Let every child with other whose processes of development needs to be hastened. Let them receive your touch. Your touch of healing. Your touch of healing. Your touch of healing. Your touch of healing. We receive it now, oh God. Your touch of healing. Yanga in Jesus, mighty name we pray. In Jesus, mighty name we pray. Finally, we're going to pray for every single person trusting God for husbands or wives, every single family trusting God for children. The Bible says, ask of me and I will give unto you. We're going to declare everyone single who is marriageable will receive partners for them in the name of Jesus. Every family that is single trusting you for children we receive children for them because children are heritage in the mighty name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. We are praying. That is our, our desire this morning. Lord, you say we should ask and we shall receive. You say we should seek and we'll find. Everyone due for marriage, not yet married. We receive marital partners for them this year. Every family trusting you for the fruit of the womb. We receive children for them in the name of Jesus. We comfort, oh God, the men. We comfort the women. We comfort partners. In the name of Jesus, you bring together the solitary in families. We comfort children. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus, mighty name we pray. Father, we thank you. Thank you because you said this year you will do a new thing. Therefore, for everyone under the sound of my voice, we receive the speed of the Holy Ghost. To actualize everything you have ordained for our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus. We call forth men and women. Who stand out for glory and for honor. In the mighty name of Jesus. Who call for children who fear the Lord. Who love the Lord. Who serve the Lord. Lead us in the society. Mighty in the land. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father we declare this year we will stand out. We will stand out. Every limitation is broken. In the name of Jesus. This is your season. This is your season for new things. In the mighty name of Jesus. Your honor God will not give to any other person. God will cause you to enjoy the fruit of the land that God has planted you. In the name of Jesus. You will not bring forth for trouble. Whatever you lay your hands to do, it will prosper. You will receive new testimonies. You receive new messages, new heights, new levels, new manifestations, new dimensions of glory. In the mighty name of Jesus. 
before the end of this month, God will give you a special testimony. Father, we thank you. Somebody is breaking out into new dimensions of wealth. New dimensions of wealth. New dimensions of wealth. New dimensions of wealth. It shall not be by power. It shall not be by might. But it shall be by the spirit of God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Accept our thanks and our praise. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Tell somebody you're changing levels. Tell someone as you're changing levels. Hallelujah. Fragrance of life. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you richly. In Jesus' mighty name. Oh, this is lovely. God bless, God bless you guys, uh, every technical member, the choir people, everybody that made this happen. The Lord bless you. This really looks nice. You guys like it? My people say, oh, better do. <laughs> yeah, those, those who don't understand the, um, that language, they say sweet soup. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> Father, we thank you. Thank you for this provision. We sanctify it and bless it. We declare that it shall be used for your praise and to your glory. To improve the quality of our music and sound. To your praise and to your glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. We've been talking about how to attract. How to attract. A new thing. Uh, before I go there, I'd like to just welcome again and appreciate everyone connecting with us online. You could have chosen to be somewhere else, but we deeply appreciate the fact that you can connect with us. I know that some of you connect from different parts of the world. We deeply, deeply, deeply appreciate you. Thank you for joining us again today. The Lord bless you richly in Jesus' name. Next Sunday, by the special grace of God, we're going to be having a, a wonderful conversation on, on planning for the new planning for the new. You can't afford to miss it. You can't afford to miss it. So if there's anyone that is not here today, please tell them next Sunday, don't miss next Sunday service. Don't miss it. On Friday the 26th, please all workers, volunteers, should please take notes. Please take notes. Um, you can't afford to be absent from that service. 7 p.m. is going to be a wonderful session. In the mighty name of Jesus. And of course, on Sunday the 26th, which is the last Sunday of this month. There's something about provoking, provoking the new through the power of sacrifice. And that's what we're going to be talking about. And I'd like you to, as you engage, thinking of that service, I'd like you to begin to ask God and ask yourself, what kind of sacrifice can I give, can I do this year to provoke something new? We'll talk much, much more about it on the 28th. But friends, you can't afford to miss that. For those who have started waiting on the Lord, the Lord bless you. Um, for those of us who have not joined yet, please, you can see join. You can catch up with doing 21 days straight. Now, 21 days straight, you know, according to our Father and the Lord, gives you 50 days. But please, I'd like to encourage you to please join. Every evening we pray in 7 to 8. And we want to trust God for something new as we do that. In Jesus' name. Now, um, Azone is planting a parish. Azone is planting a parish. And, and I, like, I like to have two or three people who volunteer to go support that parish for three months. Two or three people who volunteer. Please, after service, if you want to volunteer, just to go and help that parish for three months. After that, you come back. Just somewhere in North York. Just somewhere in North York. By the way, Pearl has volunteered to go. So, so Pearl will be going to support that parish for three months from next Sunday. So if you don't see her, I know that she, she's, she's supporting that parish. So we just need two or three more people who just go and support that parish to do great things there. Please, after service, 
if you want to just go, um, let me know. We can always sort out your means of getting there and coming out. And uh, God will use them to do a great work in Jesus' name. So like we said, we'll be talking about how to attract the new. How to attract the new. How to attract the new. And, and last Sunday, we, 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 we started talking about five ways that you can attract the new. We said one of the things that you could do is that you can envision the new. The new thing that you desire, you can envision it. In other words, capture it with your eye, your spirit eye. Not only can you envision it, but you can do what you can call it out. You can call it out. In other words, you are seeing it with your eyes, then you begin to call it forth. And there are different ways you can do that. There are different ways you can do that. And when you have called it forth with your mouth, and in the place of prayer, in the place of vocalization of the words that you declare, you begin to do what? You begin to prepare yourself to work hard to actualize it. To work hard to actualize it. And then, of course, you step up by building relationships that will help you to actualize those new things. The relationships that you realize, that you require. Then I think we concluded that last Sunday service by saying there's a need to give thanks because there are doors that praise can only open. The doors that only praise can open. If you look at that Isaiah 43, reading from verse 18 down, in the last verse of that Isaiah 43, it says that the reason why God will do a new thing is so that my people can praise my name. So, in other words, when you give thanks and you give praise to God, you're actually actualizing that verse of scripture. You're actualizing it. So praise can actually open doors. Today, by the special grace of God, as God gives us time, if I can deal with three, we'll, 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 we'll come to a conclusion on that. And then we'll see how God leads us for the rest of the month. So the, the sixth thing that you and I need to engage in to attract a new thing into our lives is to keep to the terms of the new thing you desire. Keep to the terms of the new things you desire. Every new thing has terms. There is nothing free upon the face of the earth. Even the air that God has given to us that people say is free, if you don't take it in, you can't get it. You've got to take it in. Every promise in scripture that leads to something new has conditions attached to it. Conditions. Conditions. God wanted to do a new thing in the life of Abraham. But he said to Abraham, Abraham, you've got to leave your country. Leave your family. Leave your extended relations. And do what? Go to a land where I will show you. If Abraham stood there and said, Lord, do a new thing, and does not go, it will be a fruitless exercise. Knowing therefore the terms of what you desire as a new thing you are believing God for becomes a basis for you to negotiate, if I would do that, if I would put it in that way, or talk to God. New things can be negotiated with God. In other words, as I was preparing this message, I, I, I realized suddenly that, that there are aspects of our lives where if you understand the terms of what you are getting into, you can get the best of deals. You can get the best of deals. You can negotiate your deals. I happen to have gone for a Canada program, you know, on Thursday, and I purchased a ticket that was cancelled when we were coming back yesterday. When the ticket was cancelled, they said that the next flight coming back to Toronto is on, Thursday, on Tuesday, next week, I mean, Tuesday. I said, what am I going to sit down here doing on Tuesday? One of the other pastors that was standing by my side said, uh, 
Pastor, I'm not going to be here till Tuesday because all of us were included. So I'm not going to be here till Tuesday. I said, so what are you going to do? He picked up his phone and said, let me call. And he checked around and he said, hey, I'm going to catch the next available flight on another airline. How much was it costing? $1,500. I said, ah, $1,500. I'm not going there. And he said to me, I'm going to go call my card holders because I used my card that had a travel cancellation uh, agreement to pay the bill. And I looked at my own card. Which card did I use now? <laughs> Which card did I use? So I brought back the card. I brought out the card that I used. I read through the back. Before now, I didn't even realize that there were terms and conditions on some cards. I had some cards that have that, but I suddenly realized that the card that I used to buy this ticket did not have that kind of terms. So this guy called his card holders, and they told him, hey, you are allowed to have an allowance of $5,000. And he said, oh boy, I'm leaving you. I looked at my own card holder, and I realized that I could not negotiate nothing because there were no terms that fulfills those requirements. He could only begin because there were terms within the contract that he signed for. Every promise of scripture has terms. There are terms. If God says, I will bless you, check out the terms. Once you fulfill the terms, you can go to God and say to God, this is what your word says. God said to Jacob, Jacob, Leave, your land, leave the land, leave Laban and go to back to where I sent you. When Laban, when Jacob carried his family and carried everybody, I said, they're running. He suddenly realized that his brother wanted to kill him. And in, in Genesis 32 and verse 9, Jacob began to negotiate with God. He said, then Jacob prayed, oh God of my father, Abraham. God of my father, Isaac. Lord, you said to me, and this is, this is the contract behind. You said to me, go back to your country and your relatives and I will make you prosperous. I will make you prosper. And, and Jacob began to say to God, so how come I'm about to die here in the wilderness? But see, the, the difference is that he said to you said to me, go. Therefore, I have carried my load and I have gone. So why am I dying here? Friends, if you want to enjoy a new thing, look for the terms. Look for the terms on the contract. Look for the terms. Locate the promise that speaks about the new you're expecting God for. And do what? Keep to the terms. When you keep to the terms, then you now come to God and say, Lord, you said to me that you will do a new thing. You said to me, you will bless me. You said to me, you will prosper me. I have done my bit. Lord, do your bit. Do your bit. You want to find safety and prosperity? What are the terms? Psalms 37 and verse 3. Trust in the Lord and do good. He said, then you will live safely in the land and prosper. You will live safely in the land and prosper. Say, take the light in the Lord and it will give you the desires of your heart. You want to enjoy prosperity? Obey and serve him. Then you will spend your days in prosperity and your years in pleasure. Job 36 and verse 11. You see, when you have obeyed God, when you serve him, when you trust him, when you do good, when you, when you, when you have fulfilled all those times, you can go to God and say, Lord, this is what your word says. I have done it. What about your own part of the bargain? The interesting thing about God is that God is not a man that he should lie. His word, the Bible says, is here and amen. It doesn't change. It doesn't change. It doesn't change. It doesn't change. You want to experience abundance financially or resource-wise? You want the heavens to open over your life? What are the terms? Give, and it shall be given to you. 
good measures, pressed down, shaking together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the measure to which you measure, it said to be measured back to you again. Malachi chapter 3 verse 10. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try me now, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive. He said, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake so that they will not destroy the fruit of your ground. Not the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field. Friends, there are attempts. There are attempts. There are attempts. There are attempts. A pastor was sharing a story. And he said, he didn't believe in tithing. He didn't believe in tithing. And everything anybody said about tithe, he didn't believe it. But the wife kept saying, my dear, let's tithe. It doesn't cost us anything. The 100% in itself is not enough. So, even if you give 10% and try God, it won't still be enough. So let's just give the 90 and trust God. Until he said one day, he saw one rat running across the house. You see, if you see rats, you know, back in Africa, it's okay. But when you see rats in Canada, <laughs> Uh, what do they call it? Is it uh, they don't call it rat here. What do they call it? Eh? There's some call it mouse or raccoon. <laughs> Can you imagine seeing a big raccoon run, run inside your house? So suddenly the, the wife said, Hey, devourer, 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 devourer. <laughs> uh, the pastor said, it was the fear of that devourer that made him to start paying the sight. <laughs> and that God has done an amazing thing from that day to the day to now when he was talking about sharing the story and testimony. Friends, there are times, there are times. The, the truth is that generosity is what begets generosity. Tight fistedness can never open the heavens. It can't. It can't. In fact, it is the measurement. The measurement of your generosity becomes the measurement of your reward. In other words, whatever you desire in terms of financial gains, extend yourself. Extend yourself. You see, the, the people in the world seem to have understood this principle even better than many of us. People in the world. There's a man that I used to love. And I say I used to love him because he's late. Some of you will know him. And one of the things I love about him is the generosity of his spirit. Apart from so many other bad things that is connected to him. If I call his name, some of you will know him. They call the man MKO Abiola. Some people think that it was only because he was wealthy that he was giving out. But even before he became wealthy, the story goes that this man will sponsor children, sponsor people who were not even connected to him. Not connected to him. They have what they call giving pledge by millionaires and billionaires. Why do you think, why do you think that they do that? Because the more you scatter, the more you want, the more you gain. There's no farmer who wants to harvest a harvest full of crop. Who will say, hey, there's farming coming, there's farming, let us eat everything. Too many of you are eating everything. So there's no harvest coming. Why are you eating everything? And you're saying, Lord, open the heavens. Everything is eating. Every farmer must sow something back in the soil for there to be a harvest of some return. So it's not even about, it's not, it's not even about, oh, 
oh, oh, oh, if we give, what, what are they doing with it? Let that be the business of God to deal with the leaders who misappropriate the resources of the kingdom. Let that be the business of God. Let your business be, Lord, I want the heavens to open. I'm going to sow. I'm going to bless. I'm going to give because your generosity multiplies an abundance back to you. I believe that the reason why some people are really in a difficult place because they've not learned the principle of being generous. There are terms and conditions. There are terms and conditions. You want healing? There are terms. There are terms. You know, when I was preparing this message, God said to me that, that there's someone here that the reason why you have not experienced the healing that you require is because you are harboring unforgiveness and bitterness. It's a hindrance. It's a hindrance. It's a hindrance. May every promise that leads to your breakthrough, to your new thing, may God bring it to pass. As you fulfill the terms in the mighty name of Jesus. The seventh thing that would attract a new It's very relevant for everybody. Especially for people in our community. Tell somebody by your side, don't fight useless fights this year. Tell somebody else, don't fight useless fights. Because many of us, we actually fight useless fights. We fight useless fights. Fighting blocks the blessings. They deny the hand of God in working in your life. Fighting stops you from actualizing the fullness of what you ought to actualize. Fighting brings you back rather than moves you forward. There's nobody that fights that does not have a bruise, no matter how powerful you are. You still have a bruise. You still have a bruise. Also, we say, oh, but the Bible says, oh, fight the good fight of faith. So, Pastor, I am fighting the good fight of faith. You lack understanding if you do it physically. You lack understanding if you do it verbally. Against individuals that are around you. Too many people are fighting the fight that they're not supposed to fight. That's so true. And, and, and friends, there are certain fights. That will stop the new. That will stop your breakthrough. And you must not miss out the breakthroughs of your life. In fact, the truth is that the manifestation, one of the manifestations of pride is fighting useless fights. She's not talking to me, so I won't talk to her. She did me. Mm, mm. I don't even know how they do it. Mm, what is it? How do they do it? What is a man messed up his day because he was driving his vehicle and, and for no reason this you know taxi vehicle driver they call him damn Darfo driver you know back in the home country where I used to live overtook him. And then because he drove rough on him, this guy became very angry. He said, why would you drive this kind of rough? So he sped up, overtook the downfall driver, turned down from his car, and did him like this. Oh, okay, you know what it means. But in, order, in any normal sense, what is this? This downfall driver became enraged. Oh, it is me you are doing wakato. Drove, blocked the guy, came out from his car. Early morning, people are going to walk. This man was suited up in tie, and then they were decking each other. Useless fights. Useless fights. Useless fights. Oh, and, and Jacob understood this principle. The Bible says that I mean Isaac understood this principle. 
And the Bible says that Isaac was wanting to enter into the new that God wanted him to enter into. In the book of Genesis 26, and verse 19, there were parcels of land and, and wealth that the father had, he had inherited from his father. In other words, he had possessions. Back in the day, if you were a farmer, what you thrived and cherished, cherished was wealth that you used to feed the cattle. Because that was, that was your gold mine. If you had wells in the desert where you can draw water to feed the animals, oh, that, that is your good mind. But, but the scripture says in Genesis 26 and verse 19, all the way down, it says, And Isaac, servant, dug the well, the, dug the valley, and they found a well of running water there. And verse 20, But the headsman of Gera quarreled with him, Saying, this water is us. So he called the name of the well Isaac. Because they quarreled with him. In verse 22, he says, Isaac stood there and started fighting. Is that there in your scriptures? Oh, he says, man stood there and started fighting. No, the Bible says, and he moved from there and dug another well. And they did not quarrel over it. So he said, God has done what? God has made room for me. Listen, friends. There are some principles of not fighting useless fights. Some principles. The first principle, friend, is that when it is yours, God will fight for you. When it is yours, God will fight for you. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 14, verse 14, the Lord will fight for you. Therefore, you will do what? You will hold your peace. You will hold your peace. Second principle is that if it is yours, and God does not fight, it means that that is not the place where God has made room for you to flourish. In other words, not everywhere is the well where you flourish from. Not everywhere. Until you get to your Rehoboth, you may never flourish as God intended it for you to flourish. Oh, I, I don't like the way he, he talks to me at work. don't like the way he talks to me. So you begin to fight unnecessarily. You begin to argue unnecessarily. Oh, your, your boss tells you, oh, you are wrong on this. He said, no, I'm not wrong. And then you get into a necessary heated argument with your boss. Meanwhile, he's going to mark your prison. He won't say anything and trust Canadians. Very nice people. Wonderful. But the day they are dissecting and slicing you, so he's got an attitude. Just got an attitude. He doesn't understand how to accept constructive criticisms. They'll polish it nicely. But you're on the way to out of the organization. First, let's use the brain, the head that God has given to us. There are certain things you're going to walk away from. You're going to walk away. Oh, honey, why is it that you're always putting this shoe here? Where did the shoe do you? What did it? Is it not my shoe? I kept it there. Huh? And then you get into unnecessarily heated argument over shoe that is sitting on its own. Oh, 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 Pastor, I'm fighting over principles. Must you fight over principles and lose a relationship? Don't fight useless fights, friends. Don't. Don't. I've seen people who fight over possession. I say, hey, if, if, if I don't get this, in, I'm, it's over my dead body. I've seen families who fight over, over the inheritance that the father passed on to them. And they said they'll kill them. If I, I, why die before your time? If, I, if, if you fight over possession that God has not asked you to fight over and you get to heaven, God will ask you, what, what, why did you, who sent you? Who sent you? 
And too many of us are fighting useless fights, useless attitude. Your marriage is not working because you have bad attitude. We're going to wisen up, friends. Wisen up. There are certain things you're going to walk away from. Why? There's a great, greater glory. You see, for as long as you keep fighting, you continue remaining in Isaac. You know what they call Isaac? That place where they keep quarreling. Meanwhile, there's a Rehoboth that God is waiting to unleash. There's a place where God wants you to express the fullness of all that he has ordained for you. What you only need to do is to walk away from Isaac and get to your Rehoboth where you'll find expression. Don't find useless fights. Don't. Don't. It's more honorable to keep quiet and walk away. Because when you walk away, you're saying to God, Lord, the battle belongs to you, O God. Take over the battle. Take over. Take over. Take over. Take over. If there's anybody in this church that you carried hangover of hatred or bitterness or you don't talk, please after now, go and reconcile. Otherwise, you remain in Isaac. And it's not me saying. There's a Rehoboth. And God will take you to that Rehoboth. In the mighty name of Jesus. For the sake of my time. The seven point. I'll touch top a bit on it. Across overnight. You need to depend on the help of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a door opener. He's a new thing creator. If you look at the book of John chapter 14. John 14. You realize that the scripture tells us there. That Jesus was everything. To the disciples in the book of John 14. Was everything to them. He provided them with food. He provided them with shelter. When they were sick or their parents or their loved ones were sick, he was there to heal them. Jesus met every need in their lives. In other words, he was their meal ticket. What, you can, be, what can be said to be the ATM machine in their days. And then suddenly Jesus Christ announced, hey guys, um, I'm leaving town. Going to the Father. Philip said, where are you going? Jesus said, I've been with you all these years. You don't know where I'm going? So I'm going. The Bible said that they became very sorrowful. Why? Can you imagine if, for instance, somebody was everything to you physically? Anytime you needed money, you say, hey Jesus, where are we going to get food today? He supplied. And he had one that had an accountant that had plenty of money in the bank. You know, in the post that he was carrying around. So anytime there was money, lacking. He said, hey, Thomas. Hey, Judas. Where is the money? So that was, that was very demoralizing. It was really, really very troubling. But see, Jesus now said to them, Hey, calm down, calm down. I'm going, but I'm going to send you somebody else who is going to be fulfilling the same role and functions as I was. So I'm going to send you another helper. So in John chapter 14, verse 16, the Bible says, says, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that will abide with you forever. In, in, In other words, he was saying to them, That the role I played in your life, that is the role that the Holy Spirit is going to play in your life. Friends, Jesus is not here physically, but the Holy Spirit is here. He's here. So the role Jesus played in the lives of the disciples, the Holy Spirit can play in your life. The Holy Spirit is the person of God, the Spirit of God. He's the third person in the Trinity. And, and friends, he's the architect of new things. When the world was upside down and there was a need to create something new out of nothing. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 1, reading from verse 1 down to 2, it said the earth, the, the earth was empty, void, formless. 
But the Spirit of God did what? Brooded. Over the waters. Then of course, things began to happen. Change began to occur. Difference began to happen. When God wanted to do a new thing in the life of Mary, the Holy Spirit was the one that occurred. Overwhelming her and a change came. A man called Saul. An ordinary man. God wanted to change him to become the king of Israel. What made the difference? The Holy Spirit. The Bible says that the Spirit of God came upon him and he became another man. Another man. That is why I like to say to you, don't write off anybody. Because when the Holy Spirit comes upon that person, that person can become another person. Another person. Another person. He's the architect of great things. Therefore, friends, if you want a new thing happening in your life, let the Holy Spirit just overshadow you. Let him change you. Let him be everything in your life. Yes, he can help you to achieve the impossible. Can help you to achieve the impossible. When we talk about new things, friends, the truth is that there are certain things in our lives we can't do anything about. There are things in our lives we can't change. But the Holy Spirit can make a change out of it. The Holy Spirit can bring new out of it. He said to Zerubbabel in Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6, he said, not by power, not by mind, but by my spirit, says the Lord. He said, who are thou, O mountain? In other words, if there are mountains in your life, the same thing he says to Zerubbabel, he's saying to you and I, not by power, not by mind, but by my spirit. Friends, if you want to enjoy the new things, you need to depend on the help of the Holy Spirit like never before. You need to depend on his help. You need to depend on the help. You need to build a closer relationship with him. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8 verse 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God that the sons and daughters of God. You want a closer relationship with him? Desire it. Desire it. Jesus said to them, he said, hey, go and tarry. Go and wait. Let there be a hunger in you. And then I will send him. This year, be intentional about developing a relationship with the Holy Spirit. By the special grace of God in the month of February, we're going to be studying the Holy Spirit. Be intentional. Because that, that is the best gift that God has given his church in these last days. That's the best life you can enjoy when you have him walking in you, talking in you, living in you, activating his power and his grace through you. There must be a desire, a hunger in you for him. There must be a hunger. He says in Luke chapter 24 and verse 49, he says, I will send the Holy Spirit just as my father promised. But stay in the city. Wait for him. Read about him. Study about him. And, and you realize how amazing power that God has made available to you. You want to develop a relationship with him? Listen for his voice. He still speaks. Just the way you're hearing me speak, his voice is clear and audible. So you hear a voice say to you, this is the way, walk in it. This is the way, walk in it. In Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3, it says, Call to me and I will answer. I will tell you marvelous and wondrous things which you can never figure out on your own. The work of the Holy Spirit will reveal secret, the mind of God to you and I. And friends, there are certain secrets that the Holy Spirit needs to reveal to you that will make your life different. Certain secrets. Certain trade secrets that... Let the Holy Spirit just give it to you in your workplace. And they wonder, how did you know this? He gave it to you. There are certain secrets about your spouse that he can give to you that when you just bring out the joker, you still wonder, ah, ah, this, this guy is good though. The guy is good. The guy is good. The guy is good. Oh, there are secrets of life, friends. 
that if the Holy Spirit gives it to you, it makes a world of difference. There was, there was conflict, you know, in the church. The disciples were confused. They didn't know what to do. One of, one of, one of them said, hey, when he was preaching to the Gentiles, he said, look, hey, uh, because we're circumcised as Jews, the Gentiles also have to, have to be circumcised. And then there was a lot of, you know, conflict, discussions. Some said, no, how can we take your culture? Others said, no, but God gave us this circumcision as part of, you know, the other men, the other men, the commandments from Moses. But the Holy Spirit resolved it absolutely. Acts chapter 15, verse 28. And the Bible says, it seems good to the Holy Spirit and to us. To lay upon you no greater burden than that which is necessary. He said, it seems good to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit must have told them, this is what you have to do. They say, it seems good. It seems good. It seems good. The disciples were praying at some point and all of that. And the Bible said that the Holy Spirit spoke, set apart for me. Separate for me, Paul and Barnabas. Friends, he still speaks. He speaks. Some of you, he will speak to you to avoid danger. He will speak to you to give you direction. He will speak to you to give you clearance and direction in life. May God open your ears to hear in the name of Jesus. You're going to train your ears to hear. You're going to train your ears to hear. He said, my sheep, they hear my voice. And one of the ways to train your ears to hear is that you have to obey the last message or the last voice of him you have heard. You have to obey it. Your relationship with him can grow higher than you are willing to obey can grow higher than what you are willing to obey. In other words, if he says to you, sit down, don't talk. And then you begin to talk, run your mouth because I need to give out my viewpoint. I need to let them know that I'm not a fool. I just need to let them know that, no, no, look, hey, you just can't take me for granted. The next time when you say, Holy Spirit, please, what are you, what should I do? Keep quiet. That's what the Bible says, don't grieve. The Holy Spirit. It's a sensitive personality. So don't grieve him. You want him to keep speaking? Then learn to listen. Jesus said, he says, blessed are those who hear and follow the instructions of the Holy Spirit. If you hear and follow his instruction, blessed are you. Proverbs 16 verse 20. He says, those who listen to instruction, they do what they prosper. The last voice you had, what have you done about it? What have you done about it? There are so many things that it will resolve for us if you just do what he says. Do what he says. Do what he says. He may just tell you, go and apologize to that person. Say, ah, me. Go and apologize. But he was the one that wronged me. Why will I be the one to apologize? And especially men in the house. Oh, you see, I'm the head of the home. I'm the head. Without knowing that there's something that's turning your head. And he says to you, why not just go and apologize? The Cold War. One is facing the north, another one is facing the east. Apologize. If I apologize now, we we'll think that... Uh, a woman rapper. Where's my headship? You just missed it, friends. You missed it. You missed it. You missed it. For God to gain back the world, He came to the world to reconcile the world. Why hold on a grudge for three days when you can just simply say, "Honey, I'm sorry if I offended you." Even though I feel you are the one that offended me, but my dear. I'm ready to bury this time. Bury, I can't, this cool world, but I'm ready to bury it. I'm ready to bury it. You just got to come down from your high horse. That's why you're the head to provide spiritual direction and leadership. Listen to his voice. Listen to his voice. Listen to his voice. Listen to his voice. 
If you take the risks of obedience, friends, you would experience the reward of a greater relationship. Yes, if you take the risks of obedience. In other words, no risks, no reward. No reward, no relationship. You want to get closer? Be ready to pay the price it takes. Talk to him regularly. Pray often to him. Bible says in Jude chapter 1 and verse 20, it tells us how to maintain a life with God. It says, building up yourself in your most holy faith, praying in the spirit. You're going to walk. You're insulting you rather than insult back. If you're in the spirit, you will not be in the flesh. Building up yourself constantly, progressively building up yourself. That is the foundation to new things. That's it. The Bible says if you pray in unknown tongues, you speak mysteries unto God. You know, that was your opening doors. You're opening up opportunities. You are making things to work in your favor. You are declaring to the atmosphere. You are calling the things that be not as though they were. Why? You are praying in the spirit. That is the language and the power we have to be able to pray always. You are working in the kitchen, doing the dishes. The Bible talks about singing in the spirit. Before you know it, revelations begin to drop. Why? Just because you have built up yourself. Just built up yourself. Ideas begin to flow from nowhere. Why? In the, because you are bubbling in the spirit. The Bible says, out of their bellies shall flow rivers of living water. Somebody hearing the sound of my voice, God will fill you to an overflowing. There will be new dimensions of the voice of God you begin to hear. God will begin to lead you aright in dimensions never known before. In the mighty name of Jesus. Fresh grace for new heights. May he teach you. May he show you wondrous things out of the law. Friends, there are keys to unlock this land. There are keys. There are keys. And my prayer is that God will show you those keys. Stand to your feet. It's a song that I like us to sing. We just take the first verse. I need thee, oh, I need thee. Every hour, I need thee. Most gracious Lord, no tender voice like thine can peace afford. I need thee, oh, I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come to thee. I like us to sing that song prayerfully.
your voice say, Father, I need thee. Lift up your voice. Tell him, Lord, I need you much more than anything. I need you in my life. I need you to show me what to do, what to say, how to live. I need you, oh God. Teach me your ways. Oh, teach me your ways. Show me how to live. Teach me how to speak. Oh, speak to me. Lead me. Oh, Pahandarianda, show me grace and mighty things. Go ahead and talk to him this morning. Talk to him. Talk to him. Thank you for listening to today's word and we believe you have been blessed. For further information, please visit our website at www.throneofgracecanada.ca or send us an email to info at throneofgracecanada.ca The word works. Throne of Grace. Transforming lives. Establishing His kingdom.